When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is the Sooner Sports Podcast. Your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. All right, welcome into the Sooner Sports Podcast. We call our Friday edition the tailgate. And it's been a while, but we have a tailgate before a football game. Yes, this Saturday, 115 for the kick, but tons of pregame festivities as the annual Sooner Spring Game takes on a whole new life. Coming up on the program today, that is our focus. We'll talk, we'll take it all in chronological order. We'll talk about the spring sale with Candace Stimmel. I think this is one of the more uh, underappreciated, maybe, uh, without a doubt, one of the more underpublicized events that the spring game holds every year. So that's why we're going to talk about it, learn more about what is a great opportunity to walk away with some Sooner gear at an incredible price. Then we'll talk about the logistics of the day. From Fan Fest to the concert to parking to everything you need to know with Associate Athletic Director, Senior Associate Athletic Director, Kenny Mossman, who will join us. And then eventually we got a football game we're going to play, right? So let's talk X's and O's with a guy who knows a thing or two about the X's and O's of football. Teddy Lehman will join us and we'll share some sideline notes, time permitting, with Jessica Cootie. Uh, as always, thank you so much for downloading and subscribing to the Sooner Sports Podcast. We never take it for granted. Your passion, my passion, everyone's passion for Oklahoma Sooner Athletics. That's why we're able to do this a couple times a week, and that's why uh, it just means so much. So we appreciate you subscribing, sharing, and listening to the Sooner Sports Podcast, and we'll continue to work hard to bring you the best interviews and the biggest stories from within the Sooner Nation. Also, 
It should be mentioned, and I know we're going to talk about this a little bit with Kenny Mossman, but in addition to the football game on Saturday, this is a great weekend on campus. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, you have both baseball and softball in pretty big series. Baseball takes on Texas, and this is for first place in the Big 12. Sooner softball, who somehow kept its win streak alive against Wichita State on Wednesday night, despite trailing six zip in the bottom of the sixth inning. They scored seven unanswered run. They've won 26 straight right now. They're at home all weekend long against Kansas. And then, oh, by the way, you have the football game and all the fun surrounding it right in the middle. So uh, come on campus Saturday. Stay all day. It's going to be a perfect day for Sooner Athletics. With that said, let's get after it, shall we? Let's go in chronological order of the big events of the day, starting with the spring sale. The Sooner spring sale, to me, is one of the coolest events we do all year long. And it's a little bit early in the day, starting things at 8 a.m., but as solid of a job as Brad Camp and Blake Kinsey do, we thought, let's go ahead and promote this to the nth degree. We caught up with Candace Stimmel, the Director of Trademark Licensing for the University of Oklahoma, and got her perspective on what to expect this Saturday morning for the annual Sooner Spring Sale. Yeah, we're excited. This year will be the ninth annual Spring Sale, so it's been around for a while, but we all think it's it's one of the best-kept secrets probably of this weekend. Um it's a, it's a chance for really the OU equipment room, all the team-issued gear to kind of deplete some of that extra inventory that they don't need to be carrying forward. And uh, it's something that is always exciting for fans because it gives them the chance to get some some cool OU gear at, at pretty reasonable prices. So, uh, yeah, it's evolved certainly in, in nine years, and this will be no different. But, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a great opportunity for them to – Come check out some of the, the stuff that the maybe it's been issued to the team, but just no longer needed. So clear, clearing out that space. When you, when you say issued to the team, maybe we should go more in depth too, Candice, because mm-hmm. there's a little there's a little bit of everything here that's available for fans, right? Oh sure, yeah, yeah. We've got um, shoes, uh, tops, you know, practice tops and shorts and um, jerseys, and we've in the past we've had. Things like um, old uh, pictures that no longer need to be hanging in the facility. We've you know cool. updated some of those, so it's 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 really a little bit of everything. Uh, in this process, what's the communication like? Are you talking with Brad and Blake? Are they calling you and letting you know, hey, can we sell this? Should we sell yeah. this? What's that communication yeah. like about what they can and what they want to get rid of and what they're allowed to? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a team effort between my office and branding and licensing and our business office and helping us with operations and IT and, and the equipment room. You know, they're they're the ones that are really kind of stockpiling this stuff throughout the year and sort of tagging it as they go and, and looking ahead to the next season to say, oh, we know this team is getting uh, new uniforms and we don't really need to hold on to these uh, from, you know, year or two ago so we'll go ahead and put those in the the spring sale closet cool. and and uh between yeah brad and blake and, and amy mossman and her team they they do a fantastic job so uh there had been some talk that because of the jordan brand switch coming up and it i guess technically mm-hmm. it's not truly a switch because it's still in the nike family but there might be a little bit more available than in previous years is that true or false yeah, there's a little truth to that. Uh, we are definitely going to have a larger uh, space for some of that equipment. 
um, this year, and we're we're actually implementing. Uh, this is new this year. Uh, we're going to test it out and see how fans react. But uh, we're going to do a time time limit on how long fans can shop. In the past, it's been you know we've had to limit the amount of people that can go into the equipment room space and shop because of you know, safety reasons and. Um, you know, once we, you know, people start lining up. Last year, we had people starting to camp out at noon the day before. Oh my gosh! Um, so it's it's pretty it's pretty crazy. People camp all night to get you know to the front of the line. Um, but unfortunately, you know, once we once we can you know only open it up to a certain amount of people right out of the gate, they uh, they tend to start stockpiling items, and and then the rest of those folks that have been waiting for for quite a while themselves, you know, might not have have a chance at as many great items so we're going to implement a time limit this year for uh for the first wave of fans uh they'll have 10 minutes to shop um grab you know whatever they want and then go ahead and move over to check out and then we'll let a, a second wave of fans and just kind of continue on that flow uh giving them 10 minutes to to grab whatever they want um and then they can get back in line and, and go through the space as, as many times as they want but we really think this is going to give uh, a larger amount of fans, uh, a better opportunity to get their hands on some some cool gear, and and uh, and a large reason why we decided to implement that time um, time component is, is because of this switch to Jordan, and we do we do know that there's going to be some some excess Nike uh, items that that need to move out uh, of our areas. So um, so yeah, we just figured now is a, a great year to try that out. I love it. I think it's a great idea. And for, uh, again, would that discourage people from trying to line up early? I know you're going to have people that will line up early regardless. Yeah. But, but, but we, we, I mean, <laughs> they're going to line up early regardless. But basically, I guess the whole point is, Candace, you're going to get an opportunity to go through this more likely than not, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think, you know, for people that have maybe come in the past and showed up at um, you know, we're opening the doors this year at 7:30 in the morning. Usually, it's it's been around that eight o'clock time frame, so we're opening a little earlier. But for folks that would come and get in line at 6 a.m., you know, they they would get discouraged, you know, right. to see how many people were already there. And um, I think I think this year will give more people a chance to really get through that space and still have a, a good amount of product available. So, um, yeah, we're excited, and I, I think fans will be positive. Now, I, I don't know. I mean, sure, people will still camp out, and they might be a little upset about about that new rule but uh, we think it's it's best for the the majority candace a couple more things before i let you roll first i don't know if i've really done a good job of laying out the nuts and bolts of everything as you mentioned a little bit of a new rule this year with the 10 minute time limit but also i mean let's talk location let's talk tips what's the best way that someone can try to get an opportunity to really see the gear and really get an opportunity to get their hands on some awesome sooner stuff yeah, sure. So it's uh, this Saturday. Uh, we always hold this event in conjunction with the spring game itself. So you can mark your calendars every year. It'll be the morning of the spring football game. It's in McCaslin Fieldhouse, you know, right uh, to the north of the football stadium. And, uh, you know, with parking kind of uh, free and open uh, on the game day, um, you just kind of have to look for, for the lots to, to find a place to park. But we'll open the doors at 730 uh, we'll, we'll let the sale run until about noon, um, because there's so many other festivities happening on Saturday. It's going to be such an exciting day on campus. We want, this is just one of the the many things that fans have the opportunity to take part in. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll implement that 10 minute shopping time limit this year. 
So we'll allow a, a group of fans in to shop for 10 minutes, um, move to the checkout, and then we'll just continue allowing, uh, you know, groups of fans in until, until we run out of gear. And um, so it should be fun. I should also mention that we do have the OU Bookstore as well as a big red shop from Oklahoma City will be there as well, selling some discounted merchandise. So even if you show up late or a little bit closer to kickoff and the equipment room stuff is depleted, you know, still swing by because some of those local merchants have some great discounted OU gear as well. Candice, final thought. How excited are you about some of the new stuff? I noticed we got, what, little Boomer Sooner uh, stuffed animals that you're starting to get out there. I know new shirts. You got all kinds of fun stuff coming up, don't you? Yeah, it's a it's a pretty fun gig here getting to work with a brand like uh, OU and the Sooners, and it's it's always fun to see some of the new stuff that's showing up. Um, we're real excited about some of the new Jordan product that we'll be launching um, later this spring and into the summer. So we'll definitely um, would love to come back on once we get a little closer to unveiling some of that and, and give fans the scoop. But yeah, lots. Lots, of, lots to be excited about. So, again, a few new tips and tricks when it comes to the spring sale. Be there, McCaslin Fieldhouse. It's going to be a blast. Now, that will make way towards Fan Fest and then, of course, the concert and then, of course, the game. So let's talk parking. Let's talk everything you need to know to get in the gates. But first, as Kenny Mossman joins us, let's talk about both his and mine passion, Sooner Softball. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. This is really a good team, and and as you know from being with them, the best part of them is not what you see on the field. It's just who they are, and and uh, so um, it's a lot of fun because it's just it's it's so enjoyable to watch these kinds of things happen to such uh, great young people. He's not just the administrator for softball. He's the senior associate athletic director for external operations, which means he's been a busy man, as he always is. Kenny, how excited are you for Friday or Saturday, excuse me, and everything that's gone into planning what's ended up being a monster event? Yeah, I think Barnum and Bailey would be proud of us <laughs> for what we've got going on Saturday. Um, we have a lot of activity, certainly, and, uh, and that's exciting for us. I mean, I, I'm, I'm thrilled that we have um, – the kind of staff that we do that can pull this off. And uh, and so I think the fans will have a lot to pick from on Saturday. It looks like um, the weather forecast is such that you're going to need to put a coat on, but uh, hopefully that won't keep too many folks away. We I think uh, if they'll make it out here, they're going to have a great time. I love the idea of uh, of Lincoln Riley wanting to make this an event. And, Kenny, it appears as if it was something that whenever Coach and everyone on the recruiting side said, hey, let's make this a big deal, uh, everyone that uh, is is under the marketing and the umbrella of just really selling this university, they were all in. Can you take us kind of through how that process started and where it began to really build up this spring game? Sure. Well, he um – had indicated to us that he felt the recruiting calendar had really changed a lot with some of the rules changes that were in place now in terms of the early signing period and uh, and that that would shift the focus in the year uh, up to include the spring game and asked what we could do to to help um, you know make that a more attractive weekend for fans and and recruits and so forth and but his main interest was you know what what can we do to get as many people attending the game as possible and uh and so we we sat down with him more than once in his staff and and uh, kind of kicked around some ideas. Uh, the concert was certainly one of those, and uh, had a couple different directions we could have gone on the concert. We we talked about 
the varying demographics that come to the game, whether it's college students or uh, people's in their you know twenty to forties or older than that or or uh, children, you know whatever it might be, and uh, and so we uh, took all that into account and uh, you know, kind of decided, well, maybe a country act would make some sense, and then of course you're trying to spend responsibly, right, <laughs> which right. we we did, and um, so I think we landed in a really good spot. But he just he he. To answer your question in general, he he got us together and, and said, "Look, this is a more important weekend than it's ever been before. How can we work together to uh, make it as entertaining as possible?" And, and that's when we that's when we went to work. And then, if we go back uh, a little bit as well, too, you, I think many started seeing this as a possibility whenever, as you brought up, that whole recruiting calendar had changed and. You know, not only you know, not only do you have the concert, but everything around Coach Stoops and Kenny. I know that your relationship with Coach Bob Stoops goes back to the Kansas State days, but this is uh, this is going to be a pretty cool weekend in honoring Coach, especially when you start seeing on social media all the former players that are going to be here and all the lives that he impacted and touched. This is it's going to be a moving weekend, I think. Yeah, it, it will be, and and uh, he stressed to us uh, multiple occasions the his line that he uses a lot is hey i didn't die so he doesn't want us to this is not a memorial um he wants it to be uh, really a celebration and, and fun so i think that's that's certainly the tone we'll try to strike and and uh, of course we're having the big um event in the city on friday night and then on saturday we'll uh um unveil his statue at 10 o'clock in the morning uh, out in front of the uh, football building and then uh halftime or sometime during the ball game we're going to get Bob out on the field and, and recognize him. But he's also going to be spending a lot of time with his former players in some private settings. And I know he's really looking forward to that time. And, and you're right, a lot of them are coming back and they've started popping up pretty frequently on social media. And, and uh, uh, so this is, you know, this, we're always going to try to make the spring football weekend entertaining. We're not always going to have a Heisman Trophy winner and a legendary coach to celebrate in addition to the other activities. So this will this will stand uh, by itself probably for a long time in what we're, what we're going to do this weekend. We talked to Candace a little bit about the spring sale that's coming up. What I always think is one of those, uh, I, I don't want to say underappreciated for fans, but maybe not talked about as much as it should. And every time I feel that, Kenny, I go and I see the line of people waiting to get in the spring <laughs> yeah. sale, and I realize, okay, everyone gets it, but maybe we should just reemphasize. A little bit different this year, uh, we're timing the amount of time you get in the equipment room space to about 10 minutes, mm-hmm. but uh, fans are allowed to get back in line, shop as many times as they want. We just want to expose it to as many people as possible. Yeah, just trying to create you know a fair level scenario there where people can get in and feel like that they're uh, not standing in line all day long. <laughs> and uh, so what we're trying to do is encourage people to, sure, come and shop and, and get get what you want, but but move through there in, in some with, with some pace so that we can allow more fans the opportunity to, to get in there and do the exact same thing. And, and uh, you know, it's just a bit a little bit of a learning experience for us this year. We think we know uh, kind of what the right time frames are, and, and so we'll go with those. And and if uh, if they work perfectly, then then good. We've struck on the, the solution. And if not, then we you know we'll look at making whatever alterations we might have to make down the road. But um, it's not to inconvenience anyone. To the contrary, it's to try to convenience more people and allow more folks the opportunity to get in there and, and pick up, you know, what could be game used or certainly authentic uh, equipment and apparel and so forth. And and uh, some cases it winds up being something that people can actually wear. And in some cases it winds up being a souvenir that they just want to 
uh, display someplace. But um, anyway, just want to have more people have the opportunity to, to get in there and enjoy it. There's all kinds of information at Soonersports.com if you have any questions. But there is one event that kind of gives it that regular game day feel, and that's FanFest, which always uh, takes place on, on game days and 9.30 start. You'll be able to check out the Go Vision. There'll be food trucks as well, too. And that's kind of been a staple, not just of game day, but of the spring game over the last couple of years, too. Yes, it has, and it's become very popular. We've we've actually moved it this year, not very far though. We just moved it across the street, but uh, it's going to be in the field house right ne- or in the uh, parking lot right next to McCaslin Fieldhouse. And um, so, if you're coming to the sale, you won't have very far to walk if you want to go outside and and enjoy you know some food and and, uh, and probably a few vendors there as well. And uh, um, you know, we're, I'm just really hopeful that the weather will cooperate a little bit better than what they've. They've told us because you're right. That has become a very popular event, and uh, and I want as many people to be able to get out there and have fun there as, as we can manage. And we should go ahead and mention, Kenny. There is some work that's going on in that north end zone, but that's also based on some things I've seen. That's where the stage is going to be set up as well, too, for Trace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where the, the stage will be in the north end zone. Okay. So we won't encourage fans to sit in the north end zone seats because uh, it'll be a limit. You won't be able to see the stage. Um, so they'll want to sit elsewhere in the stadium in order to get a better view. And of course, we. We were overwhelmed with the response we got. We sold some field passes for the uh, concert, and, and uh, boy, the fans responded big time to that. So we'll have a lot of people out on the field during the concert, and then we'll usher them off as soon as the concert's over and, and run the team right out there. We're going to try to do that with as little delay as possible, so we're going to we're going to need some people to, to really hustle up after they've watched <laughs> the concert. We'll check some 40 times there and see how our <laughs> fans are doing. But, uh, um, but, yeah, that's where the stage will be, and, and – uh, you know, I, I I think it's going to be a, um, something that we're we're going to look at to continue in the future. We'll we'll measure how it works out this year, but um, the response we've gotten is is very good. There was some you know some Twitter response early, I think, from from some people who didn't really understand what what the goal was there. But uh, um, as we've watched this play out in terms of comments we've gotten from fans through our ticket office and and some of the sales that we've had. Um, I think the the uh, goal we had in trying to hit a broad demographic has actually played out very well for us. Yeah, I'm excited about it. And then, you know, I know that there'll be more information uh, throughout Friday and even into Saturday morning. But, Kenny, is there any other tips we should give out as far as parking or maybe where fans can uh, hang out even beyond just FanFest before the game? Any other tips we should give to the uh, Sooner Nation? Well, we're not going to manage the parking lot, so um, you know, I cool. hope that will actually help traffic flow a little bit as, as people come in. Um, but uh, I, I do think we anticipate what could be a fairly large crowd, I, whether it's going to be 80,000 or not, as Lincoln had mentioned, I don't know. Um, that would probably surprise me a little bit if we hit that number. But um, but I do think fans probably should allow a little extra time uh, to get in and, and – uh, um, and then, you know, I think just kind of plan your day out a little bit. And I think there's actually a lot you can do from the, uh, statue unveiling at 10 to the, to the sale that actually starts a few hours before that, to the food trucks, uh, to the concert. I mean, there's really a lot to do. And, and of course, I'm sure that the merchants on campus corner would love to see some of our fans as well. And I know they'll be there. So, um, I, I just plan your day out a little bit. You're right on centersports.com. There's a layout of the whole day and, and, uh, make a schedule and get in here early, find a good parking spot and, and have a lot of fun. You can end up spending the whole day on campus if you want, because we've got softball that night. If you got to have a ticket already, though, it's impressive to see softball every kid sold out. Yeah. Sold out. But uh, you got baseball that night, and that's a big one with OU in Texas. That's first place you, in the Big Twelve. You know, Chris, we sold a um, combination ticket 
to the spring football game and the baseball game, and we sold a thousand of those tickets. So we we know we're going to have a pretty good sized crowd at baseball on Friday night. It's not sold out, and Saturday's not sold out either. But the numbers are are trending in a really nice direction. So I think we're going to have some good crowds this weekend. And as you mentioned, all the remaining softball games are sold out. So um, can't get a softball ticket. Go go over and watch that. The baseball team is good. I mean, they're really really, really good. good. So. Go watch them. So, again, Soonersports.com, the OU Athletics Twitter account, at OU underscore athletics, at OU underscore football, will be great resources over the next 24 hours to make sure you have all the information you need as it pertains to weather, timing of events, concert news, and everything in between as we get set for the spring game. So, eventually, they're going to kick this thing off and play some football, right? So, let's talk X's and O's with a guy who's been there in Teddy Lehman. And Teddy, who joins us on the sideline on the radio network, obviously a decorated career as a Sooner, second-round draft pick of the Detroit Lions. But, Teddy, what is the spring game all about? Is this something that players get jacked and juiced up for? What what do players really expect when they go out and play in the spring game? Well, for the younger guys that haven't had a whole lot of playing time that are maybe just making their way into a starting position or a, a, a heavy rotation, it's kind of a, the first time that you feel like you're a, real, a serious part of the team and go out there and get in front of some fans and have some fun. For the older guys, it basically means that spring ball's almost over, so it's kind of like a celebration. You get out there, you make a couple of plays, and then hopefully the coach pulls you out and you can be a cheerleader on the sideline. So <laughs> it really just depends where you're at in your, in your career at Oklahoma. Uh, but, you know, for the younger guys, the, some of the sophomores, juniors that are just rotating in, this is, this is a huge opportunity and it's a lot of fun. Is there anything that specifically as a media guy, as an analyst that you're keeping an eye on this week and that you want to see, Ted? Well, quarterback play, obviously, is going to be something that we watch. And, you know, we'll probably make way too big of a deal of whatever happens. Whether it's big plays, whether it's maybe an interception or two, we're probably going to make too much of it. But I think you got to really focus in on the quarterback play. The other thing, and there's some bias there with me, but I also think it's huge for this football team, inside backer. I think that's something to really watch. The development of Kenneth Murray. Um, who else is going to play in the inside there? Bolton, Levi Draper, uh, John Michael Terry, some of those guys rotating through. It's going to be fun to watch that inside backer spot because we need that role to really develop over the next year. Uh, you know, last year we, we threw a true freshman out there. He did a good job. Uh, he and Emmanuel Bill. But I think that if we can get some, some better play there, it's going to help our defense big time. I'm always curious because it's 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 going to be a true game from everything that's been laid out. So the only thing I don't think will be see hit is the quarterback. With that said, in these scrimmage type situations, do you see maybe more action with the corners in their matchups against the wide receivers? Ted, do we see it all in with the guys in the trenches as well too? I mean, is there anywhere where it's dialed back a little bit? I guess is a is a fair way to put it. Well, you know, even though you're tackling to the ground and it's just a game mentality, there's fans, you can never really fully replicate game speed. You, you just can't. This is as close as you can really get to it. But I think that guys are, you know, they know it's their teammate. So whenever a receiver comes across the middle and catches the ball, you don't just 
try and completely take his head off. Right. Um, as a, you know, whatever, a peel back lock, some of that type of stuff. That's really where it's going to be dialed back. You don't really tee off on your teammate, I guess, you know, sometimes too. But for the most part, uh, you're not going to be teeing off. But other than that, it's going to be pretty full speed. And even in the trenches, whenever they're getting to the quarterback, it's going to be full speed right up to the point of contact with the quarterback. So um, I, I think it should be a pretty good overall gauge of where we're at. I know that you get a chance to talk about this every day on your show, but as everything that has surrounded this game from a marketing perspective has come out, Ted, I got to admit, I think it's pretty exciting. I love what they're trying to do and almost a reboot of the spring game, if you will. And if you look across the country, this seems to kind of be the new normal when it comes to a spring game. I mean, Vanilla Ice, uh, Rob Bass, and DJ Easy Rock, and I want to say... Maybe uh, maybe Salt and Peppa are performing at Florida State's spring game. I mean, this is kind of the new norm now when it comes to creating a event in a, a, around the spring game. I'll tell you what's so strange to me. You know, some teams are all in. Yeah. Oklahoma, you just mentioned Florida State. Ohio State always goes all out. Georgia. Some teams are Georgia. Some of these teams are really trying to capitalize. And then other teams, it's like, oh, yeah, well, we're going to cancel the spring game. It may rain. Or, you know, um, ah, no big deal. We're just going to take it inside to the indoor facility. It's That's really weird to me. Whenever you've changed the recruiting, the the map, the, the calendar for recruiting, and you can now take official visits in the spring, there's an early signing period. Getting in on these recruits earlier is huge. And some teams don't even act like they, they notice that or care about that. I don't know. It's fascinating to me. Uh, Lincoln Riley immediately said, with this new calendar, the spring game is going to be your new massive event for recruiting. I just thought it's so strange to hear that some of these teams, and you're right, there are teams that are going all out. It seems like the big dogs are. But West Virginia, a um, I don't know, Wisconsin, some of these teams that maybe have an opportunity to insert themselves into the national conversation or just treating it like it's no big deal. I thought that was weird. Yeah, and I saw Iowa State had even pushed, uh, put canceled its game as you brought up. Minnesota just did this morning. So it's an interesting balance between those who see it as a chance to really make an impact and others that are just like, ah, well, we'll take it to our indoor. So have we decided, we haven't had a chance to talk about this yet, Ted, so maybe we should do so now. Uh, are you going to take one side and I'm going to take the other sideline? Are you going to go Team Williams or Team Peterson and I'm going to go on the other side, or will we just will we go between both sidelines? That's interesting, Plank. Um, I don't know what we should do. I'll tell you what typically happens. You are the professional. You're, you've got all the experience. I just follow your lead. I do what you tell me to do. <laughs> then get me in with some of these stars that will be on the sidelines tomorrow so we can just give Trent Williams and Adrian Peterson our sideline mics, and you and I can just sit there and be fans, right? That's what we should do. Mic up AD and Trent Williams, and then you and I can just sit there and, and enjoy some football. Yeah, hey, I'm all for that. Um <laughs> I'm interested to see how that dynamic works out. How exactly, you know, what that means. They just kind of walk to the sidelines, standing there. Or are they going to be engaged somehow in play calling and, and what all is going on? So that's going to be fun, though, man. The list of people coming back, for, as far as players goes, is 
you know, basically everyone, <laughs> considering <laughs> Bob Stoops is, is having the statue unveiling and they're having a barbecue for the players Saturday morning, and, and obviously he's got the big thing Friday night where they're they're doing the first unveiling of it up there in the at the fairgrounds. There's going to be a huge event there, and a bunch of people are in town for that. So they're kicking this thing off. We haven't even mentioned uh, Trace Atkins is going to be performing. So there's going to be a lot of moving parts. And, I mean, really for a fan, for a, a nice spring Saturday morning afternoon, that's about as good as you could get. A little bit of tailgating, a concert. Uh, there's going to be great food involved. Plus, uh, you know, we got we get to see Marquise Brown raise some of the food. <laughs> see someone try and kick a field goal for, uh, for their tuition. I mean, it's going to be fun. I can't wait. Hey, a final thought here, Ted, and I'll let you go. Do you, I know you're excited to celebrate Coach Stoops, and we'll talk a lot about this on our broadcast Saturday. But, I mean, it it's still one of those moments It's kind of surreal to me to think that uh, he's done coaching, and then you kind of sit back and you realize what he truly accomplished here and where he brought this program to from where it was. It's, a, it's incredible still to me. It is. I mean – Imagine going seven and five and going to the Independence Bowl and basically having a parade in Norman. I mean, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That was yeah. his first season. And that's how down Oklahoma was at the time. And it didn't take long at all with that, you know, his mentality, hardcore, uh, you know, tough mentality. So it was amazing. The turnaround was amazing uh, in itself. But then maybe even more impressive than the, the quick turnaround was the staying power. I mean, relevant basically the entire time, only a couple years did he dip. And, and when I say dip, we're talking about you know, eight, nine-win seasons, which some people still love, would love to have. So, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, as good as a career as anyone's had in college football. Great stuff from Ted. You'll hear him on the radio broadcast with Toby, Coach, and myself as we'll be on the air at 1230 on the Sooner Radio Network. That's the franchise in Oklahoma City, 107.7, KMOD, 97.5 FM in Tulsa, and, of course, all over the world on the TuneIn Radio app. Simply search Oklahoma Sooner. So, what have we left out? Well, obviously on the sidelines, I have some company, not only with Teddy, but Jessica Cootie, who will be on the TV sidelines. And they asked us, J- Jacob Potter, who's our producer, he's been on the podcast with us before, asked, what are three storylines that you're most looking forward to on Saturday from the sidelines perspective? And here were the three that I gave him. Star-studded sideline. You know, seeing all these greats come back. You have Team Williams versus Team Peterson with assistant coaches like Lane Johnson and a Super Bowl ring and Tony Jefferson and his big contract he just signed with the Baltimore Ravens. A lot of cool storylines there. Plus, I mean, if you've been following on social media, just about every major player in the Bob Stoops era is going to be in town to celebrate Coach Stoops. The second kind of angle I brought up was spring game standout. You know, I – you go back over the last five, six years, you had the, the Daniel Brooks breakout game. You've had other guys who really make an impact in the spring game, and suddenly you think, wow, there's a guy I need to keep a, an eye on come fall ball. So who, who is going to shine in that role come Saturday? And then the third thing that always kind of I look forward to in the spring game is the fun. Sidelines are a blast at the spring game. Aaron Colvin doing the Dougie, guys dancing, 
enjoying it. It's always been a fun atmosphere. So I posed to my TV counterpart and Sooner Sports podcast contributor Jessica Cootie what she thinks of those three storylines and what she's looking forward to come Saturday. Yeah, definitely. And I think for me, just seeing how the whole actually playing a game format works out, you know, and the fact that this is the first time in how long that we've actually seen, you're going to see an actual game. And um, so I think just kind of seeing the competitiveness of that, I know there's stuff on the line for that. So kind of seeing how that all plays out. And then, you know, I think probably you're going to, while you the quarterbacks go, you know, in and out, in and out, this is you're going to see them go head to head. So I think that's another one. You know, it's probably pretty obvious for most people. But uh, yeah, I mean, and then you always see, you know, new superstars emerge during this time. So I think it'll be inter- interesting though with the game versus game format because the offensive line is so deep. Kind of seeing, you know, how the lines kind of battle uh, in that game type format. I love that. I love that because there's there's battles going on on this offensive line. I mean, there's a true battle at right tackle. It's open. You know, in years in the last couple of years, you say, all right, well, Orlando's going to be the left tackle. We feel pretty good about this young Bobby Evans kid over on the right side, and there's always Drew Samia there if necessary. And you've got that depth in the interior. And, oh, yeah, Eric Wren won the center job. But, Jess, this year there's a true battle between the youngster Creed Humphrey and Jonathan Alvarez at center, and I think there's a great opportunity for someone to jump up and grab that right tackle job. Yeah, I mean, I, I think this is their – they can't complain too much about having uh, so much depth on the offensive line. I know they're really excited about how they've recruited and the, the way that the guys have stepped up and, you know, provided this depth. So, yeah, it's uh, – it's going to be fun to see that battle play out as well. So there you have it. I mean, an absolutely action-packed week for Sooner Athletics. And we're just getting started. I mean, it, this hopefully helps as a guide for everything come Saturday. Thanks to Candace Stimmel. Thanks to Kenny Mossman. Thanks to Teddy Lehman. Thanks to Jessica Cootie. And thanks to you for supporting the podcast and our sponsors, the Riverwind Resort, Allstate, and the entire Sooner Nation. Hey, we'll be back on Tuesday to recap the spring game and get you ready for the home stretch of the softball season and the home stretch of the baseball season. Beth Moens from ESPN will be our special guest on Tuesday, as will KJ Kindler, who will be getting her team ready for a trip to the NCAA championships. Until then, everyone have a great week. We'll see you at the spring game and Boomer Sooner, everybody. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast. Make sure to get all the latest episodes online right now at Soonersports.tv slash podcast. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at OU on the air.